Welcome into the Esports Network podcast. We talk everything and anything related to esports. And it's a new year and we're still de- uh, still dealing with the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic and its variants, whether it's Delta or Omicron. And here to kind of help me talk about what, how he's kind of been impacting that a little bit and how he's kind of experienced it from his end of things. Let's welcome in the big boss, the CEO himself of Esports Network, Mark Thimig. Mark, thanks for hopping on, man. I appreciate you taking some time out of your, I'm sure, busy, busy schedule to talk to us about uh, a little bit about the COVID-19 pandemic and how kind of how that affects esports and not just esports obviously uh, the impact outside of that and, and into other businesses and industries so uh you know i can't thank you enough for hopping on with me uh, absolutely kevin it's a pleasure to uh come on to the show and um congratulations on a very successful year you've had in 2021 we're looking for great things in 2022 and uh you know we're now uh, broadcasting this podcast on 30 platforms we're pretty much in the top 10, even in the top three, four, uh, across most all of these platforms. Um, so that's a, a result of your hard work, Kevin, and, um, and a lot of great guests that uh, you've invited onto the show. And in fact, uh, if you're interested in being a guest on the show, of course, mm-hmm. reach out to, uh, to Kevin, uh, let him know. And uh, if you fit the profile there that uh, he can work with, we'd, we'd love to have you on the show. Uh, so uh, welcome uh, to all our listeners as well. We really appreciate your support uh, and hope you'll continue to stay tuned to the program. Hmm. So I'll jump in and, and let's talk a little bit about COVID. Um, yeah. We are in uh, somewhat of an unprecedented situation right now. Nothing ever like this has been experienced before. Um, it has affected every aspect of our lives and our society, not just here in America, but on a worldwide mm-hmm. basis. Um, and it's it's really uh, having enormous impact uh, on the on the esports and gaming world as well. It's, it's pretty much uh, shut down a lot of in person gaming uh, competitions and activities and uh, watch meets and so on. Certainly been hard on uh, some of the companies that offer uh, in uh, a location gaming opportunity. But um, one of the things that's, that's really been different here, and it's something that we're working hard on and, and I want to tell the audience about, is it's about testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it wasn't just but a few weeks back that uh, if you were involved, uh, if, you, if you had been vaccinated, then you, you didn't necessarily need to get tested. Um, and it was either you're vaccinated or you're getting tested regularly. Now, what we're seeing is we're seeing people that have, uh, have had the vaccine, have had both their shots, have had their booster shot, and they're catching this new Omicron uh, variant of the virus. Mm-hmm. So now we're in a situation where testing is something you, you almost need to do if you're going to go out um, outside of your home um, and be in a workplace or be in a, a, some type of a, a restaurant or, or other events. Uh, testing has become almost a, a, a essential thing. And it's not just testing, it's rapid testing. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that is so important is that this new strain, of course, uh, can affect so many more people so much quicker. And it uh, it's really uh, showing as well that uh, cloth masks are not as effective or effective at all in mm-hmm. this situation. So... One of the things that uh, we've been able to do is um, for anyone looking for 
large volumes of, of test kits, whether it's you know, 25,000 to uh, 10 million or more, uh, we now have access to those test kits. Um, this has been a huge subject where people have said, test kits are in short supply. Um, and uh, Kevin, I'd like to just take a minute and, mm -hmm. and talk about what has affected that supply. Um, part of what has affected it is that the government uh, hesitated uh, to make proper orders and build up supplies and stocks. Um, and so now they're in competition with private industry for those tests that are being made in the U.S. and some made in China, but authorized, you know, FDA in the U.S. Um, and so now, you know, the federal government, the military, uh, states, cities, municipalities are all trying to buy tests. And it's made, you know, if you walk in your, your neighborhood, um, you know, drugstore or grocery store, uh, a few weeks ago, there were plenty of tests on the shelf, self-tests. Now those shelves are virtually empty mm -hmm. everywhere you go. These test kits have uh, become more expensive. So we've got a great supply, and uh, for people who who need that for either to you know put on a, a gaming tournament or um, have other big events or have uh, you know want to support people that come in their environment um, you know on a large scale basis and need you know tens of thousands of or thousands of these test kits, um, reach out to me. Um, we'll provide the information here on how to get in touch with me. And I'll be more than happy to talk to you about what we can do for you uh, to get you uh, the most popular rapid test kits um, and, uh, and, and get you a, a price that is really going to uh, make it more affordable in any, you, you know, you can't go into a retail store and pay $25, $35 a piece for these things mm -hmm. uh, if you're running an event. So, uh, so that's something that's really important. Um, but overall, I think, you know, the gaming community a lot of people are coming to recognize uh, that gaming community is is very important during this time when we're in lockdown. Hmm. Um, it's our social community. Um, it's still a learning environment. While the schools are shut down, oftentimes, uh, you know, people are still playing games which have lots of STEM skills. I mean, we're teamwork, we're measurements, we're communications, and on and on. So there's a lot of things that you can learn while you're gaming. For sure, for sure. And so, I mean... Uh, you mentioned earlier, it was just like the, the a few weeks ago, you could find tests, you know, by the bundle, essentially. Now they're virtually nowhere. I did just this morning. I was, I was dropping off my daughter at daycare and I, 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 I was passing by one of these testing centers and they were closed down on, and on the sign on the, on the, uh, the, the sign for the testing center said out of test, no tests available. I'm like, this is, I'm in, you know, a rural part of DFW area up here in, in North Texas. And so it's like, that's shocking that not even out here can we get enough tests for people to kind of really, uh, get themselves rapid tested, if you will. And I know it's, it's kind of interesting now we, we kind of made it through the holiday season and we saw this crazy uptick in Omicron cases. And so, I mean, how are you seeing biz businesses respond to this? Are they kind of, is it a panic mode for them to find these tests? That's a really great question, Kevin. I'm glad you asked that question because there's actually um, in this whole testing situation, which complicates things a bit more is it used to be you'd take a test. And then you, you know, you knew if you did or not, and then you went away. The problem with the Omicron virus is you could test today and tomorrow you could catch it. So mm -hmm. there's a situation where the, the um, 
increased number of tests is really important. Um, and so that your test, you're going to be, if you're out and about and you're doing things and you're in, in social environments, you know, you're not going to just test once. You're going to have to test frequently. Mm -hmm. Now, when we talk about employers and the potential, we have to see what the government's going to do here, if they're going to be able to sustain their requirement for businesses of 100 employees or more to either vaccinate or test, or even if that gets modified, because now we know even if you are vaccinated, you can still get the coronavirus. So, so I think that is a whole nother wave that many businesses have been sitting on the sidelines, not really, not looking at getting test kits, not looking at really getting prepared yet because they want to wait and see what the government is going to do and see if this uh, regulation is going to be able to be sustained. And so there's going to be a whole nother crush uh, in demand for test kits. And that's why I'm really encouraging people, you know, to, to not just think about regulation, but think about keeping people safe uh, and, and giving people peace of mind. Um, and so, yeah, you may have to be under an order by the government to do some of this, but you also might as a business or you're trying to put on a program and you're, you're going to uh, involve a lot of people. You might just be thinking about the people first uh, and, and not just are you required to do this? Um, and I think that's the, but that second wave of demand could very well you know, come and be problematic for a lot of businesses that have not ordered in advance because, you know, it, it, you're you're looking at sometimes depending on. The, when they get in and, and all of that, you could be lead times of, you know, two, three, four weeks or more. Mm. Sometimes we have um, what we call o OTG on the ground stock. Um, and we do have that. But sometimes uh, it has to be ordered and it could be two or three weeks uh, or a month. And if we get another crush could go beyond that. So I think it's a great question. And um, I think we got to think about people first. For sure. I mean, it's bad business to just uh, have sick employees in general because you can't really production comes to a halt at that point. And in terms of if it's a show, if it's an event or if it's just a regular operating business, it could really affect uh, the way you operate. And so these test kits are obviously very important to kind of get out there to not just the the, the, the uh, businesses, but also to the public in general. Obviously, uh, you know, you think about families, you're thinking about uh, friends besides coworkers and kids and, you know, uh, relatives and, and, and things of that nature. So uh, if businesses out there are curious on how to procure some of these supplies that you, you have, these test kits you, you have uh, in supply, how can they best do that? How can they get in touch with sure. you? Uh, no, it's, uh, I, I would encourage people, uh, first of all, they can uh, send me an email. Uh, my email address, Kevin, if you can also uh, put that a uh, link to it. Yeah. But, uh, it's uh, my first initial M as in Mark, my last name, T-H-I-M-M-I-G, so M-T-H-I-M-M-I-G, at esports, with a Z, E-S-P-O-R-T-Z, network.com. So mtimig at esportsnetwork.com. And you could also write to Kevin if you missed that, mm -hmm. and he'll certainly get you the contact. And I'll be more than happy to, um, uh, re you know, to respond and, and see what we can do to be helpful. Um, this is such an important uh, moment in our history right now. Uh, every single day I'm reading about the escalation of these cases. 
uh, and you know, it's it's not just uh, uh, a matter. It's happening somewhere else. It's happening everywhere. Uh, and and in some of the best performing cities and states and communities, uh, they're seeing record numbers now of of people who are who are contracting this now. Probably the good news is, is that this is uh, more of a flu symptom than it is something that can kill you. But then again, um, we don't know that yet. Mm. And there are people um, who have other health conditions and things of this nature that might, you know, on one person be thrown off as a as a mild flu. Another person, it could be detrimental and, and uh, kill them. So um, so I think this testing thing is, is really kind of two sides. There's one is I, should I test? So I know how I am. Uh, and the other is, um, should I test? So I, I know whether or not I could communicate, uh, or get this disease passed on to other people or this illness, uh, it's not a disease, but, a but an illness. So I think that's our, um, comes down to where we feel a personal responsibility. Um, and this doesn't have anything to do with, you know, uh, taking a position on vax or not vax. I'm not, not talking about that at all. Those, those are personal decisions in my view. Mm. Um, so I think this is also, uh, important that you consider these things. And, uh, we're, we're, uh, I think we're also seeing that, you know, gaming and, uh, uh, really, esports is is something that is held together emotionally, psychologically, um, a lot of people. Um, and I know through the activities of my own sons, when it comes to gaming, this is their social life um, because they cannot uh, socialize in person uh, to to the extent that we were in the past safely. And I think the one thing when we look back on this period in history. We're going to see that that esports and gaming um, actually was a very positive contributor to the the mental health and to you know the socialization of, of maintaining the socialization of people because it won't be you know just traditional social media. That's that's a post a comment get something back more. This is live interactive um, you know playing talking about anything and everything. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's really incredible what this pandemic has helped kind of bridge that gap of social inter interactivity between uh, gamers uh, in this community. So it's, it's really great. And again, we will leave all that information in the podcast description below as well as posted on, on our social media for anybody looking or is interested in, in, in procuring some of these uh, testing kits. And so, Mark, uh, is it, the last question, I guess, is is there a limit on how many you have? I'm, I'm, assuming, I'm not assuming there's a warehouse downtown somewhere you're just filled uh, up with yeah. testing kits. <laughs> That's a great uh, question again, Kevin. Um, first of all, we have access to tens of millions. So um, I haven't met an order yet that uh, we couldn't uh, find fulfillment for. So, um, you know, if it's 10 million you need, we've got it. If it's, uh, you know, 50,000 or 25,000, we've got it. Uh, and um, so we would love to be able to be helpful with this whole situation. This is really more about us trying to, we've, we've got this access because we want to help communities. We want to help uh, businesses uh, because as I say, uh, demand is through the roof um, because the, we're in competition with the government for this. Uh, and, you know, some businesses and communities, uh, community groups and uh, organizations can't 
can't compete with the government, number one, and can't wait. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's, that's, I think, what we can do is help people. So we'd love to be able to do that. Kevin, thanks for having me on the show, especially to talk about such a really important thing right now in, uh, in every gamer's life and every esports uh, organization's uh, life today. So I'm thrilled to be on the show and hopefully we can talk about some happier things as well down the road when uh, we get together again on the show. For sure. And hopefully we can do an in-person thing or something. That's the future plans out there. We'll, we'll figure that out sometime soon. But thank you for, for helping provide this, this service to uh, people out there who are looking for it. And really, thank you for coming on the show to talk about this. I appreciate it. All the best, Kevin, and uh, keep up the tremendous job that you've been doing and uh, really excited coming into 2022 with the show and all the things that uh, we can do with the show this year. I try, to stay, I try to stay humble, but you just kind of build me up so hard. So it's, it's really difficult to stay humble right now. But uh, anyways, <laughs> he's Mark Thimmick, CEO of Esports Network, and I'm Kevin Curry, host, of course, of the Esports Network podcast. Yeah.